The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate world. the work of those who fall away. With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said... Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBT, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat ruckers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live in the U.S. occupied state. In fact, it's a snowy covered U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. Uh, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning, and if you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face is made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, scroll down on the right side of the page, and you'll see there's two videos there, one for Bradley in the afternoon, one for me in the morning. Uh, just click onto the play button there, and that should start up, blow it up on whatever device you've got on, and then in the bottom right-hand corner, it should say Rumble. Click on that if you want to join us in the chat. We'd love to have you in there. And then right above where we're streaming live is Bradley's show from the previous day. Click on that, and you can watch it up until 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, and then he'll be live in that same little space there on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. By the way, 
We are streaming also on beforeitsnews.com, top of the page, dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty, and also Twitch at Setting Brush Fires. And if you've got a Roku device, we're on Cutting Edge TV over there. And there's some other people who picked us up on some TV things that I don't know about. They haven't told us what channel that is or, or anything like that. But there's some other people who picked us up as well. And so we appreciate their support in doing that. Right above that is where you can sign up for our newsletter. You get one of those a day. That includes the Morning Show Archive. So you're going to get the Morning Show Archive and video and a, and a podcast. And then all of the stuff that we'll talk about this morning uh, will also be linked in there as well. Finally, if you want to help us and you agree with our message, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that and make a one-time donation. Or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. That link is also at the top of the page. And then our store is available. Now, we really don't make any money off the store. The store is to equip you, is to give you tools, many of them that you've asked for, uh, for conversation starters, whether they're hats or water bottles or T-shirts or coffee mugs or dog tat, whatever they are, they're in there. This week we're highlighting Bradley's book, Grass Doesn't Work, The Rocks Do. It's normally uh, $11, but this week uh, through Saturday at midnight, we have a, a special deal for you. You can get 10% off if you use the promo code ROCKS. It's pretty easy to understand, right? ROCKS in the promo code and the checkout, and you get 10% off. And that's through this Saturday night at midnight. So be sure to check check that out. Now, before I bring our guest on, let me let you know a couple of things that we've got going on here at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Um, over the weekend, U.S. truckers issue a devastating warning to Biden on an unlawful shot mandate. They are... Preparing to resist this, you know, this crossing over the border with Canada and all this other stuff where he's trying to mandate those kinds of things, uh, they're, they're warning this is going to have a devastating impact on the economy, not that we don't already have that now. Uh, additionally, at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, we've got, have you seen these latest deaths and adverse effects from the experimental COVID shots? I've got a ton of them from people in sports. This is just over, like, the last week. Sports, uh, we've got... Uh, abortions that are taking place that moms don't want. Uh, we've got young people dying, other people with this myocarditis. Check all those out there at sonsoflibertymedia.com. Also at sonsoflibertymedia.com, Dr. Vernon Coleman came out with 20 facts your doctor, quote-unquote, forgot to tell you about vaccines. They're not safe nor effective. None of them are. None of them have been proven that. And I'm sure our guest is probably going to elaborate on a little bit of that today when we talk with her. And then finally, uh, the truth about that army drill that's uh, where they're battling with American, quote-unquote, freedom fighters over here in uh, North Carolina. The truth of the matter has been going on for six decades, guys. I mean, now, can they use it to work against us? Sure. I have no doubt that that can be be done. But the fact of the matter is, I remember writing on, uh, you know, Robin Sage for, I don't know, it was years ago. They have this every year they're doing this, and um, they've, they've even had to go and wear bands on their arms now because a sheriff came up on a couple of guys, saw they had guns, and ended up shooting them and killing them. Uh, so they had to reinforce that because every, apparently everybody in, the, in law enforcement didn't know that was going on. So there's been some issues there. Can it be something else uh, in the future? Yeah, I, I could see it happening, but the fact of the matter, it's been going on for six decades. So don't get your dander up over, over that. Do it with something else. Now, last week, you remember uh, the Supreme Court uh, gave this little this little opinion uh, in their ruling, and I addressed this on the show, 
And we put it up at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. No, no conservatives. The SCOTUS decision on shots was not a win because I kept running across all kinds of conservatives, conservative outlets, Telegram, Facebook, all this that were saying, we, we, we dodged a bullet. This was really good ruling. Blah, 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 blah. And they don't get the fact that they're not standing up for the law. Okay, And constitutional attorney John Whitehead had put out something saying that their vaccine mandate, he said, it violates every constitutional safeguard for privacy, bodily integrity, and religious freedom. And after the show, I got on Facebook. I did a short Facebook Live um, just out of my frustration of all the stuff that some people weren't getting it. And during that, uh, somebody said, oh, well, Maya Han's live on this subject, too. So as soon as I wrapped up my Facebook and I went and watched her thing, I actually included it in with what I just gave you from uh, John Whitehead, uh, what she had to say. And I said, uh, I sent her a text. I said, hey, would you come on the show and let's talk about what you were bringing to light uh, with the people who were listening to your Facebook Live? So it's my privilege uh, to welcome back to the Sons of Liberty, Maya Han. How are you? Hi, Tim. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, no, it, I'm glad that you came on. I'm glad you made time for us uh, on a fairly short notice and uh, you're able to come on. Now, what did you get? Now, just give people a little bit for people who don't know. You've, you've, got, some, you, you've got a lot of uh, knowledge behind you on the issue of vaccines, all these shots and things, because you had some, some issues that arose in your family. Can you give people a little flavor of that so they understand who you are if they don't know who you are? Well, sure. Well, uh, my history kind of goes back about 23 years. I'm a speech language pathologist that specializes in autism. And uh, my specialty is severe to profound autism. And back in the 90s, when I started my career is when I was first introduced to vaccine injury. And most of the parents that I talked to and I worked with, their children had said that their children had regressed into autism. They were perfectly functioning, talking, engaging, and then they got a shot. Most of them at that time said it was the MMR shot had um, made them regress. And to the point they're severe to profoundly affected. These are the kids that can't go to school. They can't be in a regular school program or even an autism program. They're really homebound locked up um, multiple locks on their houses because they escape and they can drown. It's very dangerous for these kids to be out in the world. So, and, and they, they're very smart, but they're also very damaged. And so that was my first experience. However, when it finally came time for me having my own kids, I was still very reluctant. I, I fed into that fear of that my children were going to die a slow, horrific death from a vaccine preventable disease. And so I basically didn't do a lot of research. I got a book and I followed this book. It was the vaccine uh, book and uh, it gave me different alternative schedules. And so I chose the schedule. It was a delayed schedule for my, my children. And I went with that. And unfortunately, my son at two and a half on a delayed schedule regressed into autism and of course, as an autism specialist, I can tell you that my child did not have autism prior to those shots. At the time, however, the regression was 21 days later. And so for me, my understanding was that a reaction has to happen immediately. 
So I brushed it off and I said, well, it couldn't have been the shots. It was three weeks ago. And uh, so I started digging and trying to find whatever else could have been environmentally causing the autism. And I continued to vaccinate him on a delayed schedule. And then I had more children. My daughter at two months, and this is when I really woke up, my two-month-old daughter, I took her in to get her shots. And she immediately had spiked a high fever that night, started vomiting. She was hospitalized. Um, and then within a two weeks after that, the seizure started. And, you know, it's so sad because these ER doctors that see so many of these kids that are coming in after their vaccines, they do not recognize vaccine injury. And I had asked them, you know, she just had her vaccines today. Could this be vaccine reaction? And adamantly say, no, it's just a coincidence. You know, it was only until we found a neurologist for the seizures that, that they said that there is a, even on the vaccine insert, that these, these type of seizure was related to the, the TDAP vaccine. So um, it's been a journey. My child, unfortunately, has developed, she developed nine different food allergies. She has um, a, a cutaneous lupus. It's an autoimmune disease. Her body attacks. So she's a li literally allergic to the sun. And um, she, at the time, she was uh, six years old, finally diagnosed with that. And now she's nine. And uh, our lives have been turned upside down. So through this journey, I have learned a heck of a lot about vaccines. I've learned before everybody else learned, you know, through this pandemic, how the CDC has been captured. And it's really not a, a gatekeeper protecting the people from these pharmaceutical companies, but in fact, they are a pharmaceutical pushing company themselves. So that's my background. And since then, I've I've worked in medical freedom organizations, Michigan for Vaccine Choice. We're here in Michigan. We have a great organization here fighting for individual rights. I started up the United Healthcare Workers in Michigan just this last year because all the healthcare workers were being mandated and they really were seeking ways that they can avoid these shots. And uh, so teach them about religious exemptions, their rights, and um, helping them connect with attorneys and writing their exemptions. And then finally gathering doctors to try to help people uh, fight COVID at home and to have advocates in the hospitals when they are in the hospital. Boy, we have a Holocaust happening in our hospitals right now. So that's me. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got you've also got your your website, healthfreedomunmuzzled.com. And I, I got to tell you, when when I see the little the little image there where you've got the hand shaped like a mask over the face, I said, I'm just going to play this short little video for you. I want to get your thoughts on this. Now, this came to me. This is a guy on an airplane. And I just titled it. I uploaded it, and I just titled it. Um, you can fix ignorance, but you just can't fix this kind of stupidity. Check this guy out. And I've got the volume turned down, but he's already got like three masks on and he's got a lap full of masks and he just keeps putting them on. And I don't know how many he's got on by the time this thing. I'm surprised the guy uh, hasn't passed out and went into a coma from a lack of oxygen. But I mean, what do you make out of that, Maya? Well, I think he has probably been deprived of oxygen so much. <laughs> And he just can't even think clearly at this point, right? I did. I wear the goggles too, right? Yeah. I'm sure he's got to be following that. Well, you know, that's that's <laughs> something that's thing. that's something too in all of this that kind of strikes me is they'll show you, you know, they're, they're going to tell you the Wuhan lab, 
you know, and all this. Now, I have some information that I've been given, and I've said it all along. I don't think China released anything on us. I think our own government released it on us. That's what I think. And I've recently come in contact with some people who are confirming that. I'd like to get somebody on the air who's a part of it. But several scientists right in the heartland of America went missing right after all this went on. And um, <clears throat> so I can I, – I, I believe – they're the ones who release whatever whatever it is, it, you know, whatever went on. But the real problem that we have is the bioweapon known as – they're calling it a vaccine. It's fraudulently called that. But l- let's get to the, the meat of the matter of what we're talking about here now. We know that, like as you said, the CDC has been captured. They've got a monetary interest. They've got patents. Dr. Fauci has patents uh, on some of this these viruses that they, they claim they have, and this which they haven't proven the SARS-CoV-2 even exists yet. Uh, but they have they have this monetary. Um, I'm looking for the word that I'm I'm trying to say here, but but they they have a conflict of interest. Let's put it that way, and they're receiving taxpayer dollars to keep them going, which I think is unconstitutional. And now we're up to the point where they're wanting people to wear masks. They're wanting to social distance. I saw a video. It, this came out of Germany where the guys had six foot poles. The police and they're sticking them between the people to make sure they're standing six feet apart. Just crazy stuff it doesn't there's no scientific evidence that either one of those things work and then now we have you know the biden administration coming out and wanting to mandate um shots for you know employers who have more than 100 employees we had them wanting uh, the hhs wanting to uh enforce it on those hospitals healthcare workers and stuff where they're receiving medicaid medicare and stuff like that and tell me your thoughts on what the Supreme Court, their their initial opinion, ruling, whatever you want to call it. Tell 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 everybody what is your initial thoughts? Some of those things that you gave out in your in your Facebook live. Well, couple things. So the first case I was very excited about the case that says that the Biden administration doesn't have the right to use the agency of OSHA which is the Occupational um, Safety and Health Agency, right? Uh, That they don't have the right to enforce these Biden mandates on private businesses for 100 employees, which is great. They absolutely shouldn't and they don't. Basically, they're saying that that, OSHA is for occupations only, and they are trying to say that, well, they're trying to protect them in the workplace. However, this, this virus is all over the country, all over the world. People are going to be exposed to it in the grocery store. They're going to be exposed to it at at, uh, sporting stadiums, a variety of things that they're going to be exposed to. And so it's not up to the agency of occupation to regulate that. They basically said that it's a public health, uh, global public health issue. So they, they shut that down, which was great because so many of these private employers obviously uh, were very scared. There were massive fines and issues. They were they were just saying that they can just shut down the entire business if they weren't going to have their employees vaccinated. So that was a big win. But then we get to the CMS uh, case. And the CMS case is basically saying that the federal government has a right to withhold Medicaid, Medicare membership from hospitals, healthcare facilities, uh, and won't reimburse for those patients if they don't mandate all of the vaccines on um, their employees. So that one of the big things, a lot of people were like, well, I can't believe it. 
that uh, the Supreme Court didn't address the constitutionality of that. You know, and really, we kept hearing over and over again that the SCOTUSes were saying, well, it's up to Congress to pass these laws. They were saying it in both cases. And they kept bringing up that Congress uh, had already given permission for a, an emergency, public health emergency, to mandate different um, procedures on the American people. So one thing I find really interesting, Tim, is that they never discussed how those in the first place passed by Congress really breaks the Constitution. So I think that's one of the big arguments a lot of people have been saying, like, wh why didn't they even mention the constitutionality of, of Congress being able to do that during a public health emergency? So that was questionable. And I think that that's going to need to be addressed again in another case for SCOTUS to, to actually say that Congress has a right to, to actually pass that law, you know, to really question the public health emergency um, on the American people and the rights that HHS has during that. Um, but I wanted also to make sure when I did my live, because, you know, I have united a bunch of these healthcare workers all across the state and other states, as they were all in panic mode thinking, well, we've been holding out this whole time and now we're going to be mandated or fired. And it's really important that our healthcare workers understand that this CMS mandate, even though the SCOTUS has allowed it to go through, okay, they, it's, they didn't say that it's, it's um, they didn't rule on this yet. They just said that they weren't going to place a stay on it and that they would be ruling later on. It usually takes months. I mean, I'm not thinking until maybe July that we're gonna get a final ruling on either of these cases, but it's important that people understand the wording of this CMS rule. So SCOTA says that CMS can move forward currently with uh, mandating the vaccines on their staff if they are or they're going to um, lose their membership to Medicaid, Medicare. But in that specific ruling, in the uh, conditions of that mandate, and it's very specific, and I think I, if you have that photo I sent you, Tim, I, people can read it for themselves. It basically says that this, on November 5th, 2021, the secretary issued an interim final rule amending the existing conditions of participation in the Medicare Medicaid to add a new requirement that facilities ensure that their covered staff are vaccinated against COVID-19, okay? Look at this next line. The rule requires providers to offer medical and religious exemptions and does not cover staff who telework full-time. This is specifically laying out that any hospital facility that is taking Medicaid, Medicare are required to provide their staff with medical and religious exemptions. They're required to offer that and to provide that. So the thing that I've been telling all these healthcare workers all along and the attorneys have been telling them, nothing's really changed. If you filed a religious exemption, if you have deeply held religious beliefs against these jabs and these mandates, then you have a right to continue and the hospital has an obligation to provide you that 
uh, waiver exemption. Well, Maya, let me let me ask you a question about that <laughs> because this is something our friend Tony Roman out there at uh, Basilicos and Huntington Beach. You know, I just I love that guy. Uh, he is like Bradley Dean to me. He's a hero. He has taken a stand. He has not just resisted the tyranny. He has attacked it. When they said, you have to have masks, he banned masks from his restaurant. When they said, you have to have a curfew, he stayed open later. You know, I mean, when they said, you're going to have to have the, the vaccination to or the shot to, to move around and do this, that, and the other, he he said, you have to prove you haven't been vaccinated to come in my place. So I, I like, and his, his thing, you know, I received a correction from him the first time we had him on, and I, I'm so glad I did. He said, quit asking for the religious exemption from the tyrants who are, who are, who are sitting there violating the law on you anyway. They are, they're pushing unjust laws and mandates and these kinds of things. And I had to really think about it, and I said, you know, he's right. I shouldn't have to beg the government or my employer for a religious exemption. They're not God. They don't control my... And the fact that they even allow for that shows me that they don't believe what they're saying anyway because they say, well, what if everybody said we have religious exemption, then nobody gets the shot, and then all that nonsense is down the drain. But what you found out after this, the people who are putting in for those religious exemptions uh, is a little eerie in and of itself. You want to tell people what you found out that was going on with those religious exemptions? Yes. And and I absolutely agree, Tim. Going back to your friend in California, it would be absolutely wonderful if every single American employer and employee stood up and just said, I am not going to participate in any of this. My constitutional rights are being violated and I have a right to just be a human being and work and not inject anything into my body or, or, or sign anything or show you in my papers, whatever it be, if it's a religious exemption or if it's my vaccine papers, that those just should not be part of what we are even participating in. I agree. Although I've also feel that people needed that lifeline too, because very few people are willing to to go to that point where your friend in California, who's incredible, sure. has, has been able to do. But I think most people, they want to just get on with their lives, do the bare minimum that they need to do and still stand up for what's right. Um, so that's but I think, why I, they get in that, that lifeline. Yeah, Maya, I think that's where we've got to push them. We can't let them... St- Continue to. We can't still be little children anymore. We've got to do more than the bare minimum because the enemy is doing everything it can, and the children are going to have to rise up and say, "You know what? I can't just do the bare minimum. I'm going to have to take a stand." And you know what? If the if they'll stand together, this is what I told my boys when it was coming. I said, "You got guys that are already the same mindset in your place of business. If you stand together." You're stronger than whatever they're going to tell you because you know what? When they want to try to push that on you, you just say, adios, have a nice day. Try running this stuff all on your own and getting people in here to do it for you uh, when you're wanting to put a poison in their body. Have a nice time trying to do that. And there is yeah. power in that. There really is power yeah. in that. So, uh, But I didn't mean to interrupt yeah. you, but I, I, I want to encourage people. Don't do the bare minimum. Don't be children. Grow up. Let's let's take this on you know, together. Yep. And bravery is contagious, right? So if we get people to get organized, start talking to your colleagues, your friends, and your neighbors, the more people that are united, the more 
people are braver. Amen. So I, I absolutely agree. So yes, last week, a story broke by the Daily Signal, and they found that the Heritage Foundation's legal uh, group had found that federal agencies were simultaneously collecting and holding databases on Americans who submitted their religious and medical exemptions. So um, that was a big deal. I, I had heard about it on Friday last week, and I went in and I looked and I confirmed that there are at least four federal agencies that are holding databases on those employees that are filing religious exemptions. The Department of Justice, the Department of Health and Human Services, the Department of, of Transportation, and the Department of the Treasury. And now there's reports that are coming out that there might be 18 more federal agencies that are at least eyeing the idea of holding this personal and private information about Americans and their deeply held religious beliefs against their mandates. Um, but what I find even more troubling is the name of these, uh, the, the first name of the agency that uh, came up and is starting to look into, well, it's not the first, it's the one that's currently um, trying to build this database in Washington, D.C. And the name of it is the Court Services and Offender Supervision Agency. And they are calling it the, let's see, uh, da, 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 the Pre-Trial services agency for the District of Columbia. Basically, this is an agency where they're collecting data on people that they are planning to prosecute. So I find that very, very alarming. First of all, why are they collecting people's private information and their religious beliefs? And then they have it in a agency that is about pre-trial gathering of data for prosecution. Well, we, we, we've got a beast system, don't we? And what we read in Scripture, who is behind a beast? Any of these beast empires throughout history, it's none other than Satan himself. So why wouldn't he want to mark out the people of God, especially? Now, I know there's other people who come and say, you know, I'm not playing with this, and they're not Christians. I understand that, and I applaud that stand against tyranny. But there's no doubt in my mind that that's what they're looking to attack in all this, and... By giving those religious exemptions, I that's what I see. They're playing right into their hands. Of It's, it's kind of like um, a gun registry. Everybody's opposed to a gun registry. I remember in the 90s, everybody was opposed to a health card, right? Remember those under the Clintons? Hillary Clinton wanted to push that. Now they've begun to talk about vaccine passports, and you're not going to be able to cross state lines or travel. In D.C., they're saying, oh, you better have your papers if you're going to be out on the street. It is alarming. It is concerning. And why in the world would they put it to something like pretrial services agency or court services and offender supervision? Does your mind go into some places that it doesn't want to go in all of this? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we've been seeing one layer after the next layer after the next layer of this plan from the, the United States government the freest country in the world, so many of these plans that are very, very concerning. You know, uh, I did a podcast on the Health Freedom Unmuzzled uh, called The uh, Stages to Genocide. And I was really reflecting on how other nations were following those same steps, those same stages that we've seen throughout history in multiple genocidal societies. And Australia, you know, I know you've covered Australia as well. 
and how they have these camps. And then to to look further and find out that our FEMA camps, I mean, we have over 900 FEMA camps set up here in the United States for quarantine camps. And when you look at some of these large ones, most of them are by the major airports in the country, they're massive. And, And it's always, you know, you wonder why do they have such large quarantine facilities. I mean, never have we had, even in the the very beginning of the pandemic, when everything was, you know, unsure, and they were setting up these little facilities outside hospitals, thinking they're going to get overwhelmed. None of them got overwhelmed. And now we have these massive quarantine containment camps. And then we see the Biden administration saying that those that speak out about um, against vaccines or any of these uh, regulations, that they could be a national security threat. We're seeing one step after the next of these layers that are very, very concerning. And now the collection of a list of people that are religiously objecting to their measures. You know, we all need to wake up and, and really look at what's going on here. Yeah, let me let me address that real quickly. Um, because I think the biggest thing, the biggest, even what, what you said was a win on the employer side, they didn't address the, the constitutional issue. And I, I brought that up just so people can see what I'm talking about here. This is Article 1, Section 1. It says, all legislative powers herein granted shall be vested not in the executive branch in any agency, but in Congress of the United States which shall consist of a Senate and House of Representatives. Now, what's been said is, well, the Congress wrote that, like the OSHA Act or any of these other things, and they delegated their authority to the executive branch. Wait a minute. That's not in the enumerated powers. And I'm going to have this link up, too, because there's only 18 to 21 things Congress can write law on, and among them is not national emergencies, it's not health, it's not science, it's not any of that stuff. And it certainly isn't to delegate their authority. This is the whole reason of a separation of powers, people. This is the whole reason for that. And I'm telling you right now, every person who is pushing these kind of mandates out of government can be held up to a penalty of death if somebody dies as a result of that. And people need to be aware of that. Um, so, uh, you know, that's 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 where I think the real problem is, Maya. And one of the things that uh, they're bringing out, you're, you're making mention of these um, these COVID camps. We had, re- you know, Representative Matt Shea. He was in Washington. We had him on, oh, I think about a year or so ago. And he was the one calling out that they were already establishing these camps. They had barbed wire fence around them. They were bringing in like little campers and RVs for the people inside the thing. And you go, wait a minute. If you're going to, for a healthcare thing, why is there barbed wire around it? That doesn't make any sense. But all of it makes sense when you look to the past and you see in Germany they were doing the same things. They were doing the same kinds of experiments. They were doing the same kinds of shots. They were engaged in all of this kind of stuff. They were. We played um, uh, the one lady, I forget who her name was, but she, she was a Holocaust survivor. And she came out and she said, they said we were dirty and diseased. And that was that was their ploy to scare people to turn against their own neighbors over something that they couldn't even they couldn't even prove. And I think that's probably why you're feeling a little uneasy about what you're seeing now. Well, that's what we see time and time again in history is the propaganda to make one side fearful of the other. 
you dehumanize them, you, you make people believe that they are a danger to you, that they are like an animal or, you know, something subhuman and that they need to once you disconnect that person as being an actual human being, you lose that compassion. And that's what they've been doing through the propaganda. You know, what is so terrifying? There's a poll that just came out. The Blaze just uh, uh, reported this that says that 59% of Democrat voters want unvaccinated to be confined in their homes. They want 45, 45% of Democrat voters want them to be in designated facilities and 48% demand fines or imprisonment of anyone who questions the efficacy of vaccines. They go on to further and they found that 29% of Democrat voters who support, they, they, they support removing children out of the custody of unvaccinated parents. And even 7% of Republicans felt that way too. Yeah, well, we and then we had the report uh, this week, or as an editorial, out of the Salt Lake Tribune saying that the U.S. military ought to be used to round up the unvaccinated or such. So there is, and look, I, I'm, I'm not ignorant of these things. I don't believe a vast majority of real Americans believe in this stuff. But I do believe it happens sort of in this uh, hive mind thing that goes on in these metropolitan cities, these big, densely populated cities, where the propaganda is so strong that uh, the, the people just get overwhelmed in that. And you, you see it coming out at places like Los Angeles, New York, and other places like that. But to have it come out of Salt Lake City uh, is, is, well, I don't guess some people should be surprised, but... It's a little surprising that an editorial coming out of there would call on the military to be used to round up the vaccinated, uh, the unvaccinated. That's just incredible to me, especially in light of what we're seeing is happening with those who've taken the shot. And, you know, we keep thinking, when are we going to wake up from the twilight zone, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, a year ago we were feeling this, but it keeps the momentum keeps moving forward closer and closer to it areas that we never thought that we would be in our society. How do we get our society back? How do we, we start to look at each other again as humans, as, as it's okay to have differences of opinion, it's okay to have open dialogue, it's okay to have a debate over science and medicine and ethics and uh, parental rights. I mean, it's, it's like all of this has been shut down and we have to be silent or we're threatened and or threatening to other people. You know, we have to find a way that we can start talking to each other in a loving way and not attacking way. I think part of our culture in the last 10 years has really been to divide us and not getting us to, to talk to each other. We have to find a way to get back to neighborly love, Christian love, conversations, and lovingly talking about these issues and showing people what's really happening because a lot of people aren't even exposed. All they're exposed to is propaganda, which is exactly what happened in Nazi Germany. The Germans did not have access to any other media outsource other than what Hitler was giving them. And if they tried to listen to anything else, they were facing severe penalties. So that's what I'm, we're seeing now here in the, the greatest nation ever on earth. We've learned the history. Oh my, I was so sad to find out that the Holocaust Museum in Chicago 
has decided to go along with the vaccine passport mandates yep. right there on their page. It says it is it is so ironic. I mean, how can they not know they've been teaching the history of of the Holocaust in Germany and the stages that it got there? And now they're actively participating in the same behaviors. I just uh, people need to wake up. <laughs> they need to wake up and just stop. I'm with you, Tim. We just have to stop it all. Don't participate anymore. Yeah, and and they're going to have to be. They're going to have to have to be vocal. They're going to find their vo- voice in this. And you know, my it's it's. I'm gonna I'm gonna read a text of scripture here in a second about what I was saying about bringing them up from being children, where they're just doing the bare minimal. Because so many people, you know, they they don't they won't even share the gospel with somebody because they don't know the gospel. They know they know. Well, I believe Jesus forgave me of my sin. I believe He died on the cross. He was buried. He rose again. All of that, but they don't go past that. They don't get to know the Christ. And so they're they're. But they can talk about the football game and they can talk about their grandchildren. And they can talk about their children because they know them. And it's just a it's an issue of ignorance. Let me take over to to where I'm at with that uh, to the scripture. This is from. First John chapter 2, and I want to show you this is exactly what I'm talking about. Within the church, there's, it's just like in the society, there are people who are, who are immature, and there are people who are growing, and there are people who are mature, and all of them should be growing, even if they're mature. But listen to how John puts this. He says, I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his namesake. So the little children in the church, they know their sins are forgiven, but that's about the extent that they know. They don't know how the kingdom is built. They don't know that the Bible applies to every aspect of life. It deals with taxes. It deals with civil government. It deals with marriages. It deals with uh, relationships. It deals with how to raise your kids. It deals with how you're to parent. It deals with all these kinds of things. And then he says, And I write unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men. So he's already got three categories, children, young men, and fathers. Young men, because ye have overcome the wicked one. So you've gone a step further than just knowing your sins are forgiven. Um, I write unto you, little children, because you've known the Father. Okay, so you know who your Father is and that your sins are forgiven if you're a little kid in the faith. I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Little children. It is the last time. He's not talking about in our time. He's talking about in the first century there. It is the last time then when John is writing. And as you have heard that Antichrist shall come, he says, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know it is the last time they went out from us, but they were not of us, for if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be manifest, may manifest that they were not of us. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar? But he that denieth Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father, but he that acknowledges the Son hath the Father also. And some people, they they get on to me about, 
Well, you're just nitpicking this thing about Antichrist. And we had a Muslim come in, and he was trying to deceive the people and thinking there's only there's one God, which there is. There's only one God, but he reveals himself in three persons. And he didn't want to answer the question of what John 1.1 1, 1 was saying. This is why it's so important that the that those who name the name of Christ build themselves up and don't remain Christian or little children anymore. As Paul would say in Corinthians, they're just drinking the milk, but they got to take on some meat. And I think a lot of this is something they can understand. I think it's. I think what you and I are talking about about what government is doing, it would be simple for them to do if they just took hold of the Word of God and understood that the lawgiver gave the law, and that men who represent him, they're they're his ministers. Romans thirteen, are to uphold that law as well. And what we're seeing is an abandonment of law, an abandonment of protecting the rights of the people, and the people have the rights to do their duties before God. And, and if they if they just got into the Word, they would see these things much more clearly than what they're seeing them now, if they're even seeing them at all. Absolutely. You know, it's very interesting when, you, when you're talking about no longer be children, too, because I was reading Ephesians this week, and uh, Ephesians 4, 14 says, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried away and about by every wind of doctrine, Amen. by human cunning or craftiness in deceitful schemes. And it goes on in Hosea, it says, four, six, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because they have rejected knowledge. I reject you for being a priest to me. And since you've forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. And I want everybody, and this is what I've been living by recently in, in Ephesians 5, uh, 11, is it says that you should have, not, it tells us, have nothing to do with the fruitful, fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. So it's, we should be done. Absolutely. No longer can we be these children. It's time for us to stand up, to see the truthful, deceitful evilness of what is going on and, and call them out and end it now and do not participate. Amen. Amen. No, there's, those are good words. There's also the part about the science. Now, we, we've talked, uh, you know, the Constitution doesn't give uh, any authority that I see. I mean, I, I just, I don't see it in here at all. Uh, for Congress to write law on health or science, that's just not their purview. So the fact that we have OSHA, <laughs> health, and then we have a health and human services uh, agency is completely unconstitutional. There's no doubt about that. Um, but they're, they're built off of this phony premise of science. It's not about the study of creation uh, and where we're developing these things from what God has said. Rather, it is about the very thing that the First Amendment says, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. So what they have done in this whole COVID thing, as far as I'm concerned, is they have established a religion. The, the, the shot is the sacrament. Uh, they're phony uh, religious priests or people like Dr. Fauci, the CDC, the World Health Organization and stuff. And you have to actually believe it by faith because they haven't even proven SARS-CoV-2 exists. So they have established a religion. I don't care what people say. It has all the aspects of it. And they're ready to ostracize you, to... Um, uh, to church you, as as we would term it in the Reformed faith, or you know, put you out of the church, if you will, out of the assembly, out of the society, if you don't follow their mandates. 
And I think about what Scripture says. There's two verses, in at least in the King James Version, that come up when you talk about science. The first one comes out of Daniel chapter 1, verse 4. Children in whom no blemish was uh, no blemish, but well favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning and knowledge and understanding science, and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. Okay? And this is we're talking about Daniel and his friends are going in there. Then you have Paul in the New Testament in First Timothy six twenty, he says, O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science falsely so called. So they were aware even then, and I think this is why you can read in Revelation 18.23 about the sorceries or the pharmacia, the, the pharmacies, the drug use that was used to deceive the nations even back then. wasn't This is not anything new. As we said, we've seen it in Nazi Germany. It's been going on through history. You've got the witch doctors who do it. Uh, we had uh, Stephen Hallbrook on that talked about the history of vaccines and pagan rituals you know, to initialize the people and that somehow this was to protect them. And isn't this what we're being told now, Maya? We're being told this is to protect you. We were told, you know, put the mask on to flatten the curve. Now here we are going into the third year and it's still not flattened. And then we're told, oh, the vaccines are safe and effective. And yet now we're being told they're not effective and we know they're not safe for the amount of deaths and adverse effects that's going on. Do you not see this has some religious connotations to it as well? I think that's a very good point and makes a lot of sense when you think about it doesn't matter how much we evidence we we provide for them that this doesn't make sense you know there's a counter to what they claim is science or what Dr. Fauci is saying that they cannot even open their eyes to hear that I mean it, it's a cultish uh, religious kind of mindset that they won't even allow any dissenting voices. So absolutely, I do see the religious connection to that. I do believe that it is a false religion that they are, are going by. You know, and you had mentioned 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy 4.1 says, and the Spirit specifically told them, right, that, that this is going to be coming in later times. It says, now the Spirit expressly says that in later times, some will depart from the faith, which includes many of our Christian brothers and sisters. Yep. They will depart from the faith by devoting themselves, devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. Yep, that's it. Well, look, we had Kerry Gordon on last week, and mm -hmm. I asked him because we were getting up with some of the stuff that's going on in the church, uh, people encouraging, you know, taking the shots who are quote-unquote church leaders. There's no such thing. There are people who have office. We're all equal at the cross of Christ, there's no question about that. But they have a they have a duty and an office to fulfill. But I was talking to him about it. And I said, "What do you make out of all this, all the stuff that we've talked about here, which was on them departing and going back and and saying, well, some people are born, you know, sodomites or lesbians. They're they're born this way, or they're you know, there's some other things that we we touched on. And then I asked him about what he's seeing with this whole pandemic stuff. And I said, it looks to me like there is a major apostasy happening among the people of God." Because they're following after false gods. They're trusting in in the things of this world rather than trusting in what God says. I read Psalm 91 all the time to point back and say, Christian, you say you believe God, but the first—and I'm not saying you shouldn't go to a doctor for certain things. You know, you have an auto accident, you got a heart attack, or 
you know, something traumatic. I understand that so that they can take care of that. But I said, although I believe God can take care of those things too, those at least make somewhat sense. But God tells you he'll protect you from the pestilence. And we're finding, my that that many Christians don't actually believe that. They'd rather take the pill. They'd rather take the shot. They'd rather, you know, listen to whatever science falsely call it, tells them to do. Um, are you you're seeing that too? That this sort of apostasy. That I think that's we're on the same page with that. Well, this false religion has been taught to us for now generations, right? We have believed that modern man and medicine should and is what God wants us to pursue, right? So we don't then we we almost associate it as one in the same. Many many people for generations that think that just like the witch doctor, you know, science and medicine, America is the greatest scientific, you know, uh, country. We're we're leaping bounds, you know, we're fighting all these different sicknesses and diseases, and and we haven't even questioned as a society. Most of us, we just thought that that was word, right? That was where we stood on that, that allopathic medicine and vaccinations, all of these were necessary to survive as a human being on planet earth. And I think that one of the great blessings of this pandemic is that more and more people are starting to snap out and question that particular perspective to really say, you know, are our modern methods of medicine what God wants us? Was that his intention when he created us in a perfect way? He created us that we can combat all kinds of illnesses and environments. And yet we think that we must depend on a pharmaceutical to protect us instead of actually looking at God and his creation as our ultimate protector. Amen. Amen. I agree. Genesis 1 tells us what we're to, what we're supposed to eat. Uh, later on he would elaborate and open up other things. There's no question about that. But our trust is to be in him. And a lot of a lot of the people who are telling us what we need to make us better are also the same people who are just fine with all of the stuff that they produce that they call food that we that we're supposed to eat and drink. And uh, we, we reported on fetal line, you know, fetal cells in some of the flavoring of those foods. I mean, it's it's part of God's judgment. Go read Deuteronomy 28 uh, of what those things are. Maya, we're out of time here, but what I want you to do is I'm going to give you 30 seconds. Tell people where they can find out more about you on Telegram and on the net. Thank you. Yep. My, my vlog and I have some videos and I, I put a lot on telegram. So health freedom unmuzzled is on telegram and health freedom unmuzzled on rumble. All one word. You can find me there. I put all of my programming on there it really goes in. Like I was talking about the stages of genocide, the big picture, share those videos. They're, they're nonpartisan and we need everybody to wake up. Thank you so much, Tim. It's been a great conversation and let's just Make sure everybody's having those conversations at home and in their families and with their neighbors. I know it's hard, but we can't be silent anymore. Amen. Amen. Maya, thank you for coming on. Hang on, and I'll talk to you after we close out the show. Guys, catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Lord willing, we'll be back with you in the morning with the Common Core Diva Lynn Taylor, 6 a.m. Lord willing. See you.